Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. Okay, this is our last go. This is our last run. Mm-hmm. Let's go crush these shows, give the fans what they want, and give it all we got, and then high-five on the way out and call it a day. Welcome to episode 25 of Country Heat Weekly. I'm Amber Anderson, and as a native of Florida, I feel a great deal of responsibility representing the Sunshine State today, as the Georgia half of Florida Georgia Line is in the house. <laughs> Tyler Hubbard is our center stage guest this week as he launches his solo career. I'm Kelly Sutton, and I'm a Hoosier, so I guess it will be my job to make sure that Amber doesn't bust into cruise or this is how we roll mid-interview and try to audition to hit the road with Tyler. I mean, he is interviewing band members later today, so, I mean, if it's meant to be, it will be. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to getting all the scoop from Tyler about the end of FGL and the beginning of a new chapter for him. In a lot of ways, it's like he's starting all over again. We also need to apologize to him. We kind of made him late to his dinner date this week <laughs> with Haley. <laughs> we saw them oogling his Amazon billboard downtown Nashville on social media. They were waiting for it to to rotate yes. to his face. It took a minute. <laughs> took a minute. They were a little late. It's fine. <laughs> well, as always, we'll talk about the hottest new country music in our heat index and play some fun games like Who Said That? Plus, we have a very special segment to close out the show this week. We're going to introduce you to our friend Nisi, who is living out the Libri song, I Drive Your Truck. I have the tissues ready. Yeah. Okay, how's your week been, Kelly? It's been incredible. I got a chance to host a local charity dancing event. So this is ball room dancing competition, but it's all for Safe Haven Family Shelter. It's the only shelter in Nashville that keeps families together if they're facing homelessness. I love it. It's amazing. And I will tell you, in one night, we raised $250,000, but the total for the event... Drum roll. $751,000. That's amazing. Isn't it so cool? This is my 10th year as the MC for the event, and I love it so much. And then I got to listen to my little girl who just turned 13. Teenager. I know. She sang in her vocal recital. (sighs) And you would have loved it because it was a song from Bring It On, the musical. I mean, right up my alley. What song was it? Uh, One Perfect Moment. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew you'd love that. Amazing. Uh, So what have you been doing? 
you know, sports stuff. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. I have season tickets to Nashville Soccer Club, CC Wine and Sing, the <gasps> National Anthem. Stop. I know. It was it was amazing, just Stunning. as amazing as it sounds. But Lindsay L. did the guitar riff. Yes. So at the beginning of every Nashville SC game, they have this beautiful branded Nashville SC electric guitar, and they invite a musician to start the match with a guitar riff, and it was Lindsay. That's great. So unfortunately, the rain and the wind and the lightning Ooh. caused a three-hour weather delay. This feels like the Garth Brooks concert that happened <laughs> I know. that they got pushed. Yeah, and so <laughs> it was a lot of sitting around and waiting and I actually ended up leaving, but they resumed play at about 10, 15 p.m. Ooh. But Lindsay was supposed to do the halftime show and that show got moved and pushed. So, Gosh. but yeah, all the sports, all the yeah. time for me, as, as usual. I love the fact that you were in the middle of all of your sports action. Go team. Of course. Anything we've been up to this week is not nearly as fun as what Maren Morris has been doing, though. <gasps> yeah. She's been living Kelly and I's dream, <laughs> auditioning for Wicked. This is so awesome. If you follow Maren on Twitter, you know she's been posting messages all month about chasing her dreams. She said she wanted to audition for Broadway. I didn't know how serious she was. Like, it was one of those... I wish that I could be Elphaba in Wicked right. on Broadway. Yes. But some of us say that, but don't sing like Marin. <laughs> she, we didn't know if she was serious. She was. Apparently, Marin has been working with a vocal coach, learning the songs, and she posted a bit of her practice tape, complete with a backdrop she said she bought on Amazon. Way to go, girl. Way to represent. <laughs> we love you. Just had a vision almost like a prophecy, I know. Sounds truly crazy and true. The vision's hazy. Listen, y'all, this is the manifestation room, so we're gonna help our girl out. We would love to manifest Marin going green or speaking it into existence because we will road trip to Broadway to watch Marin Morris perform in Wicked as Elphaba. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Chase those weird dreams down, girl. That's not even weird because we are obsessed with Wicked. Uh, yes. Musicals in general. Oh, well, I guess we got to jump start on this week's news. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, someone hit the theme music for the news segment. It's time to find out what's cooking in country music. I feel like we've had a Country Music Hall of Fame story every week for the last month. You're not wrong. I mean, the 2021 class was inducted May the 1st. And of course, with Naomi Judd's death and memorial service, it was in the news a lot. And then the hall announced they would be announcing the 2022 class. And now they finally announced them. And so now that we can announce that they've announced them, <laughs> let's break it down. There are three categories. The modern era category inductee is Keith Whitley. I was surprised he wasn't in there already. A lot of people were. I mean, he is an incredibly revered artist in country music, but his career was actually quite short. He had his first top 10 hit in late 1986, and then it was all cut tragically short when he died from alcohol poisoning in May of 1989. In fact, a couple of his number one songs were actually released after his death. Well, I know he has inspired several artists we hear on the radio today, including Chris Young and Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim credits a Keith Whitley song with making him want to do country music. Laying in the backyard, I lived right on a bayou in North Louisiana, and I remember laying in the backyard and Miami, Miami came on. 
it made my jaw drop. It just made me realize that that's the way it's supposed to be done. When you're 18 years old and you hear a song like that and you, and you think you want to be a singer and you, and you love all these singers and they're great singers and, and there's sort of a, this modern country that was starting to happen at that time. And you hear a guy who comes along that, that, that reaches back and grabs what was so beautiful and so great about country music from the 60s and 70s and takes it into a place that, that you see where it's going in the 80s and 90s and where it's come to now. And you hear that one singular voice that makes it all tie together. It was an inspiring moment for me. And he, he still is one of my favorite people to ever sit down and listen to. Miami. What took you so long? I thought you'd never call. In the Veterans Era category, Jerry Lee Lewis was elected to the hall, and this one kind of raised a few eyebrows. Yeah, Jerry Lee is already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's considered a pioneer of that genre. But some problematic behavior ended his rock career, and he reinvented himself as a country artist to great success. Fun fact, Jerry Lee only played the Opry once. Now, when people play the Opry, it's usually two or three songs. In 1973, when he played, the average performance was eight minutes. Want to take a guess how long Jerry Lee played? Mm, 15 minutes. 40! <gasps> Needless to say, he was not invited back. Okay, understandable, understandable. Okay, moving on. In the non-performer category, label executive Joe Galante is being inducted. Anyone listening that doesn't know Joe's name, I promise you know the artist that he has signed and developed over the past 40 years. Waylon Jennings, Dolly, The Judds, Brad Paisley, Sarah Evans, Alan Jackson, Chris Young, Vince Gill, Miranda Lambert, Alabama, Brooks and Dunn. And he has always been such a huge proponent of country music. You know, he got his start in New York and knew nothing about the genre. Really? And they basically tapped him and said, you're moving to Nashville. You're going to take over country. He fell in love with the city. He fell in love with the genre. And we fell in love with not only he, but also his wife, Franny. She was a friend of mine, and we did a lot of fundraising together. Um, and she passed away a couple years ago. So I know that she's smiling down, knowing that Joe's going into the Hall of Fame. So awesome. Congratulations to all three inductees. Their official induction will be this fall as the Country Music Association gets back on a regular post-COVID timeline. In other CMA news, CMA Fest is almost here and the announcements are rolling out nonstop for country music's biggest party. June 9th through the 12th here in Nashville, Tennessee. All the cool kids are coming here, so plan on being here. We've had the performance lineups for a few weeks and now we know all of the fun things that will be happening inside the Music City Center at Fanfare X. Truly one of the best parts of CMA Fest because air conditioning. Yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's also where you'll find autograph signings in merch booths and the CMA close-up stage, which is a more intimate interview stage with all kinds of programming during the day. Do you have the latest list of artists appearing there? Why, yes, I do. In no particular order. Our bestie, Breland, Lily Rose, Jesse James Decker, Jimmy Allen. Uh, no particular order, but all of those artists just happen to be previous guests here on Country Heat Weekly, might I add? I mean, <laughs> as the old saying goes, membership has its privileges. <laughs> Hillary Scott will also be there, Craig Morgan, Trisha Yearwood, and Lainey Wilson. And oh, look. They've also announced the Artist of the Day lineup, <laughs> Kelsey Ballerini, Luke Bryan, and Russell Dickerson, all of whom 
quite coincidentally, are going to be podcast guests in the month of June on Country Heat Weekly. One last thing before we move on to the Heat Index. Friday night, the Beach Boys will be making their Grand Ole Opry debut. Wait. What? Right. What? <laughs> they are teaming up with Low Cash, whose current single is called Beach Boys. Okay, that is going to be a fun night at the Opry. I'll bring you any scoop I get next week. Time now to dig into our heat index and find out what's hot on the Country Heat playlist. And the cover artist for the playlist this week is actually our center stage guest, Tyler Hubbard. He'll be here soon to talk all about the song that kicks off the playlist, Five Foot Nine. There's a new Amazon original on the playlist that I've been listening to. Amazon Originals are exclusive versions of songs. Sometimes they are current hits. Sometimes they're covers of other country songs. This one is a John Mayer cover. I'm perfectly lonely, yeah. Cause I don't belong to anyone. Nobody belongs to me. That's Parker McCollum. Oh, I love John Mayer so much, and I love Parker McCollum doing John Mayer. I know. It's good. It is so good. Like, if there's ever a chance that we get more John Mayer covers, I say, please give them to Parker McCollum. (laughs) Kelly's a fan. Kelly's (laughs) a big fan. Lee Bryce has a fun new single out called Soul that sounds really great with the windows down and the volume up. It was just a fun song for me at first. You know, I was like, man, this is so fun. It's a little different for, for me, but I love that kind of stuff. And I've, I've wanted to, I'm always reaching to go further and further. Just, I, know I love all kind of music. That's from my chat with him at Live in the Vineyard Goes Country. He also told me that they were working on turning the song into a collaboration. So we are very excited to see what comes from that. Also, congratulations to Amazon Music Artist to Watch, Morgan Wade. She was nominated for the Emerging Act of the Year at the 2022 Americana Honors and Awards. Congrats, Morgan. Her single, Wilder Days, has been on the playlist for months now. You say you hate the smell of cigarette smoke. You used to smoke when you know that I'd really thought of her as Americana, but Britney Spencer is nominated in that category too. So I guess it's all encompassing for artists who don't fit the typical mainstream country mold. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very big umbrella. A lot of people fit under it. The honors get handed out September 14th at the Ryman Auditorium right here in Nashville. Make sure you find and follow the Country Heat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music. It's Amazon's marquee country playlist, home to the latest music from previous podcast guests, including Carrie Underwood, Cole Swindell, Marin Moore, and Jesse James Decker. Time for a quick break, but first I'm going to read you this quote from one of the artists on the Country Heat playlist. And everyone listening needs to make their guesses on who said that. This week's quote is, when you sit in this chair, you really feel like, all right, you're a part of the big time. (laughs) Keep listening and we'll tell you who said that. And we'll be joined by Tyler Hubbard when Country Heat Weekly comes back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Got your guesses ready? It's time to tell you who said this. When you sit in this chair, you really feel like, all right, you're you're a part of the big time. Luke, Luke Bryan. Bryan. Luke was a special guest on one of the last Ellen DeGeneres shows, and he got to thank her for the spotlight she shone on country music. It was a mutual admiration society. I've loved your performances. Every time you've been here, to be able to get a front row seat next to you like that has been just a joy and a privilege. Well, to be in country music and to have somebody like you uplift country music singers and put us in front of just massive audiences. I mean, the day that I came on this show, it was like I knew that my career had gone to another level and it was, I was making the big time. The final episode of Ellen airs the same day that this episode drops, May 26th. You know today's guest as half of the act with the longest reign on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. But now he's reintroducing himself to the country music community as a solo artist. Tyler Hubbard put the Georgia in Florida Georgia line. He co-wrote seven number one hits for the duo, including their 11 times platinum single, Cruise. And he sings lead vocals on all 19 of their number one hits. But listen, his track record for writing fan favorites doesn't stop with Florida Georgia Line. He has songwriting credits on cuts by Jason Aldean, Jimmy Allen, Kane Brown, Little Big Town, Thomas Rhett, Chris Tomlin, Nelly, BB Rexa, and more. Okay, that's a huge list. Huge list. Plus, this dad of three is stepping into the next chapter of his career with the support of his beautiful wife, Haley, who is also the muse of his latest release, Five Foot Nine. We are so excited to hear all about the songs that he's written for this solo project. Here to talk about the next stage of his music career and his debut solo single is the ever-so-talented Tyler Hubbard. Yay! Welcome to Country Heat Weekly. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, so first question, you've been doing interviews for years. Is it difficult or strange to be doing them solo? Uh, you know what? It actually feels more natural than I thought it would. Okay. Um, I have to talk a little bit more now because yeah. we don't split that the questions up. <laughs> right. But it's uh, but it's fun. I've really enjoyed kind of getting to tell my story and talk about these songs, and sort of feels like a new, just a new chapter, and it's a lot of excitement. So it's been it's been fun to talk about. We have to back up. So Let's back it up. <laughs> there have been a lot of rumors for a while, kind of like the will they, won't they questions yeah. about mm-hmm. FGL. So when do you think that you really 
knew that you're you're like, I'm going to do this thing on my own. You know, it's interesting because actually it was only about eight or 10 months ago that I decided to, to to do the solo artist thing and to dive in and make an album. And But it was about a year before that that BK came to me and said, hey, dude, like I'm really feeling led and called to, to do the solo thing and venture out on my own. And I have some songs that are really personal that I want to share with the world. And, and so I was a little bit surprised at that point, a little bit like, oh, okay. Uh, that's the that's the direction we're gonna go. Let's let's uh, let me process that. <laughs> we had multiple conversations around it, and and really, you know, made sure that's what we wanted to do. And and I said, well, if we're gonna do it, let's go all in. Let's push pause on FGL. You do the solo thing. I'll just be a full blown songwriter, and I'll live, you know, live the eleven to four Nashville songwriter <laughs> life, which I love, and just raise these babies and have a good time. And and so he did that, and and it honestly sort of, like I said, about ten months ago, I sort of, you know, between my friends and my family, and even BK inspired me in a way after hearing him kind of tell his story and you know, release songs that were him and more personal. And it kind of inspired me to do the same thing. And I looked back in my catalog of songs I had written over the last year and thought, you know what, I got a good handful that I'd really be proud to put my name on and be proud to uh, record and and kind of start to tell the world my story a little bit more of who I am outside of FGL, you know, because I yeah. think it's important. And I think it was really necessary um, for both of us, but also exciting for the fans because they've only known us as a brand or a band and as a partner, you know, and as a, mm-hmm. a, a <laughs> hopefully a big part of their musical influence and a big part of their life, a soundtrack to a lot of the, their years of their life. But now it's like, okay, let's show the fans more of who we are, more of our personal story and, and kind of where we're at. So it's been an exciting time. And a lot of that kind of transpired over the last couple of years. You know, as we know, we were all sort of just kind of shaken up and, and you know, by the pandemic and kind of in, in somewhat a beautiful way, you know, sort of reset the table, reset the stage, kind of gave us a new perspective and a new appreciation for maybe things we took for granted. Well, and you you said something that really struck me because people did know you as the band and as the brand. Right. And it happens. I know it didn't happen quickly for you because you guys were working at it. But when it took off, it took off like something totally. we'd never seen before. Yeah. I mean, Cruz yeah. was so, everybody was like, wait, what's happening? I'm sure you were as well. But that kind of locked in this persona of who you were as a band. Right. Whether you liked it or not, you know? Right. So there wasn't a whole lot of wiggle room to have your own identity within that. Totally. And we and we embraced that. I mean, we were both 24 years old yeah. or something like that. And we were like, this, at the time, it was who we were. It was what we wanted to be. And it was, I mean, all we wanted to do was go have a good time, write songs, and play shows. And 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 then we were like, hey, buckle up, because this ship is taking off, and it's taking off fast. Yeah. And we were mm-hmm. just, it took all we had in us just to sort of stay on the rocket ship we were on, you know? And uh like I said, it was an amazing ride, but I think between 25 and 35, as mm. men, you really grow a lot. You really evolve. We really changed quite a bit from, you know, being single 24-year-old dudes to now married with kids, with responsibilities and a life. And and at times, it felt like our music couldn't quite evolve as quickly as we were evolving and, and shifting and changing because those those 10 years of anybody's life from 25 to 35 is pretty typically a pretty drastic I don't know, maturity, yeah. mm-hmm. um, evolution, if you will, or whatever. So, like I said, it, it's sort of this new season and doing this outside of FGL, it sort of enables and uh, encourages us to go deeper and to get to, to show the fans, hey, this is who we are now at, in our mid-30s. This is the music we want to write. This is the life that we're living. And feels like we found our passion again. I do want to talk about the first single, 
Is Haley really that tall? Is she five and nine? Matter of fact, you're gonna laugh at me, but she's five ten. Okay, I went home that <laughs> night tall. after I wrote this song. I went home and I said, uh, "I said, babe, remind me again exactly how tall you are." I was hoping she was gonna say five nine. <laughs> Because 5'10 didn't rhyme with a whole lot off the top of the chorus. And so she said, I'm 5'10. I go, "Uh, well, listen to this song. We're going to go with 5'9, honey. No one knows. (laughs) No one knows. Um, Overall average. God makes five foot nine brown eyes and a sundress. Do you have to write another song to make up for it now? Because Uh, I feel like... (laughs) No, I'm going to have to make a rendition that starts at five foot because I've had a lot of people come up to me and they're not, I'm not five, I'm not five nine. Right. Did God, I'm I mean, five three. I, I, am I not the good stuff? I'm oh. like, no, 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 you are. I'm just, no, I have a version. It's five three, five four, and five six. So, okay, okay, just don't worry. Everybody's, everybody's, well, gosh, I are about five seven. Oh. We're just going to have to rewrite a little, <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah, that's the deluxe. It'll be on the deluxe <laughs> album. Okay, so obviously, five foot nine being, you know, the title of the song, but the hook of the song is really God makes the good stuff. Can you talk about how you've really leaned into your faith yeah, over totally. these past couple years? You've been very outspoken, you and Haley both, about, about your faith. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, our faith is a huge part of our life and our story, and it's, you know, our day-to-day life is... You know, that's a big part of it. So, again, with this new music, I really did want to just channel, you know, what what is important to me? What is a big part of our life currently? And what do I want to talk about? And, and this song really kind of set the stage for the rest of the music to come and really where I'm at right now, you know, due to multiple things. Having three kids really kind of resets perspective in general, to be honest. But then being hit with a pandemic and being, you know, having a tour taken away from us, what I love the most, playing three or four shows a night to playing nothing for two years. It was a drastic shift. But again, it, it helped me recalibrate and kind of get a new perspective on on life and, and you know, on our relationship with God and kind of uh, just sort of reset the stage a little bit. And so, yeah, I look around today and I'm just like, man, I see these kids. I see my wife. It seems like a daily occurrence where I just sort of sit back and take it in and just think, man, this is this is the good stuff. And this is what life's really about. And these are really, really precious years and sweet years. And yeah, I mean, God's been really good to me and my family. So I'm, I love getting to talk about that. And uh, yeah, it's a big part of our life. Amen to that. You've always been the the voice that we hear. When we hear an FGL song, it's you singing lead. So were you worried at all that when you put out your solo stuff that it was going to sound like an FGL song? It doesn't. And that's the one thing, like, as soon as I heard this song, I was like, oh, yeah, this is not, this is straight Tyler Hubbard. This is not FGL. Were you conscious of that? Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that's a great question. It was very strategic. And thought about me and Jordan Smith, who produced these songs together. We were, you know, we really wanted to, first of all, accept that, hey, you know, my voice is going to be familiar. It is going to take people back to FGL. So let's embrace that. But let's, so let's channel that. But also let's try to elevate and try to differentiate this music a little bit, even if it's just sonically with the music, mm-hmm. um, because we did want it to stand apart and we wanted people to uh, somehow connect me with FGL, but also that I was a different entity that I want my own person and then this music is going to be its own thing. So, so yeah, that was a challenge, but it was also a, f- a fun little, uh, you know, to be intentional and to know that's the goal to have like a, a dartboard to throw at the whole time was kind of nice. Yeah. So we know that you've over-recorded for this project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, so we, we've heard this. So where are you in the process of finishing the entire project? The whole I've recorded and finished 18 songs of 
a few of them are mastered, but most of them are mixed and ready to be sent to mastering. So, so uh, my job is done. Y'all have a good day. Take care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no it's uh, but Let I'm really <laughs> I'm really excited because uh, you know as exciting and great as putting this first song out, I love all these songs for a different reason, but I love them all equally, and I feel like they all tell a part of my story and. They're all necessary, and they're all... I don't know if I'll ever make a complete album again or a big project like this, but it felt necessary to kind of do that and to say, hey, here's here's a complete package of work that I think when you listen to it from top to bottom, you're going to get to know me a lot better, and you're going to get to know who I am in, in my heart. So it's important, and it's and it's really cool. And, you know, I don't know if I'll put out all 18 or if we'll do a, an album and then, and then a deluxe, but eventually all 18 of those songs will be out. But yeah, I'm sitting on 18 songs right now, and I can't wait for the world to hear them. I want all eighteen. Absolutely. I'm going to make that request. Well, you know, now, I had to, I knew I you. wanted to record enough uh, <laughs> enough songs to be able to go play a full set, and uh, I even kind of also, as much as I wanted this music to tell my story, I really was intentional about making sure these this this package of music, this first batch, is going to be fun because I'm going to play them all live. So knowing that, okay, I almost looked at it as a set list, but I think it's going to be really fun to play these live. Is there a date? Not officially. No, not officially. Unofficially? I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to play some shows in the fall, but I don't have okay. anything uh, okay. officially on the books. All right. All right. We'll take that. Yes. The fall is fine. Okay, so you signed with a completely different record label I did. for this solo project. What has that been like, having to kind of start over with like a whole new team? I mean, it's kind of like the the radio tour thing. Like, right. you're like... I'm, I'm, aren't I past this already? <laughs> well, you know, it was it was cool, and, and the team that we had was great, and they they did really well by us. And you know, obviously, we had a lot of great success, but it almost felt it just felt necessary, and it felt timely. And uh, I can relate it to when you when you get a new car, you know, and you still know how to drive, you know how the machine works a little bit, it's familiar, but it's also new tires and new radio and new speakers, and you mm-hmm. got your you know, steering is a little tighter and traded in the 10-year-old car and mm-hmm. everything's fresh. So it, it does feel just new and exciting and great. And the energy around around it all has just been so enthusiastic and inspiring for me. It's added a new level of energy. And I just, you know, I love showing up to work every day. And that's that's important. And, I, and I've also have a new appreciation for having a great team around me, you know, and and I knew what I needed. And I, honestly, there for a while, that was another reason why I was super hesitant to to do the solo thing because I felt like I was alone. And I was like, I know I can't do this on my own for sure. So I remember praying about it, honestly, and being like, hey, if this is what I'm supposed to do, then I need you to send me some people and put people around me to support. And oddly enough, really soon after I prayed that, I started, you know, I met my manager and I met the team. And then I they introduced me to my label. And I was just like, all right, this is... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Can yeah. you speak that fast every time? That'd be awesome. That's no. right. And that's got to feel good, too, like yeah. getting that confirmation, like after that prayer of being like, okay, he's it got did. me it in did. this. Check. Yeah, because yeah, you never know. Like sometimes you can question, am I doing this for me? Am I? Is this the right decision? Am I? Yeah, is this where I'm supposed to go? And to get that little God wink every now and then, be like, you're 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 on the right track. It's mm-hmm. always good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know that you've written for so many other artists in town and with so many other artists in town. So, are there any songs that others have cut of yours that you wish that you had back that you could put out <laughs> as yours? Well. Not wish that I had back, per se, because they made it a huge hit, and and I love hearing them singing on the radio, but there's a few. One being Make It Easy, 
Oh, Al Dean song. Yes. I love that song. I've always loved it, and I'll probably sing it in my live show just to just to hear the fans sing it back to me. But he's cut quite a few songs that I really love, and he's also passed on a couple songs that I'm now recording on my own and put on my record. So yeah. you <laughs> know, like, you win some, you lose some. Song on there that you pitched to him. I did. Yep, and uh, I love Jason. He's been he's an awesome buddy and been good to me. But uh, yeah, he he takes some songs and he passes on some songs and. Uh, but I think it all, I think, you know, timing is everything and songs land where they're supposed to land. And, and that's kind of how it works. And that's the beauty of the creative process, you know. FGL is actually doing some tour dates this summer. We are, which is great because honestly, we really wanted to have like a season of closure, if you will. We wanted to go play some shows and celebrate the last decade with our fans and and celebrate it with the band and and just kind of have that. And we were scared for a while because, like I said, we made this decision a couple years ago. And then we had like 80 shows on the books and a couple different tours, which got canceled and kept getting canceled. And we were just like, oh my gosh, like, are we, are we ever going to get to play shows again? And then after making this transition, we were really like, we need to, you know, we need to get back out and play some shows. So we, we had, I think, 12 um, festivals that we had committed to. And we, we said, let's go ahead and make sure we get to do those. So we're doing those throughout the summer and we'll be finishing that in September. And then uh, we'll be full blown both doing solo tours. So it'll be fun. What do you think you're going to be like on that last show? Do you think it's going to You know, be- I think it's going to be a mix a mix of emotions, you yeah. know. I I I am sure we'll cry some tears and laugh some laughs, tell some stories and then uh yeah, but also be excited for the next chapter, you know. I mean, I I told BK I'm like, "Dude, we we need to be high-fiving this thing out and hugging it out and saying, "Bro, this is what an epic 10 years this has been." So I think that'll be That'll be the heart and sentiment behind it. I know we're both excited for what's next, but also, you know, change is always hard and emotional a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think we've, since our life has been so drastically changed by music and the fans and what we've done together, I think there will be, it'll be bittersweet, but it'll be exciting as well. Are each of you doing any of your solo stuff out on these FGL dates? I think we're just going to stick to FGL songs, you know, keep it, keep it what it is and play the hits and, uh, you know, give the fans what they want. The hits are so good. Thank you. The hits are so good. You can't go wrong with the hits. Man. I mean, and you've got so many of them. It's like just one right after the other. We're so happy for you. So, Thank so you happy for you. Appreciate Thanks it. For coming in. Thanks for hanging and chatting. This was a blast. We're closing out the show in a very special way this week. If this segment had a name, it would probably be something that borrows the lyrics of Miranda Lambert's song, Kerosene, Living Like Some Country Song. We are joined in studio this week, just like we are each week, with our friend, Niecy Lee. She does our hair and makeup and makes us feel so fabulous before every taping. But this week, we are putting her in front of the microphone so that we can talk about how she is truly living like a country song. In this case, we're talking about Lee Bryce's song, I Drive Your Truck. But that flag and stone ain't where I feel. Nisi drives an older model Jeep Liberty that has a Gold Star family license plate. The Gold Star is for her brother, Matthew, a PO2 in the Navy who was lost at sea during the summer of 2011. Thanks for being with us on this side of the microphone, Nisi. So tell us about Matthew. Uh, so my brother, Matthew, was a spook in the Navy. He loved uh, language and we were a little unsure 
when he was in high school because he barely graduated high school. But he went on to be the valedictorian of the Language Institute in Monterey, California. So it was really interesting to see him barely graduate with like a 1.7 to being valedictorian. He really got excited at the prospect of doing language. And from my understanding, he would listen in in rooms and then help translate. And it was all very, you know, very secretive and important. So he was a Navy linguistics specialist. And you said the military really kind of gave him a purpose. It did. You know, it's like it's always really sad and tragic when you lose a family member or serviceman or woman. But it really does help my heart to know how much he loved his job and how excited he was all the time to be going out. So tell us what happened to Matthew. So I'm not all the way sure exactly what happened to him. He didn't show up for work one day, and they mustered on the ship where they gather everyone, but they think maybe he fell off of his ship. So they searched for a while, and then they called it. And it's not that uncommon, kind of surprisingly. I've met many other families and similar situations. You don't always know what happens. So it's an interesting journey for our family. But like we were talking about, all that love and knowing how much he loved his job just helps you, helps you carry on their memory and deal with any uncertainty. And he was in the Persian Gulf when that happened, right? He was. He was in Yemen. Was just very excited to go out and see the world. Yeah. And now you drive his vehicle. I do. I drive his old Jeep Liberty, and I do think about him every day when I drive it. And I know that you you have many high-end clients, and you're always saying, like, people probably wonder why you drive this older, you know, an older truck. Oh, yeah, Amber. Sometimes I am driving up to these beautiful, beautiful places, and uh, my heart just feels called a little bit, though. I can't get rid of it. I actually call it the spirit of freedom because one time we were at a party, and I came around the corner, and he was sitting with a bunch of really cute girls, and I said, Matt, oh, look at you. And they all laughed and said, oh, that's his name. I said, well, what did he say his name was? And he pointed to a bottle of wine he was drinking that said the spirit of freedom. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. So everyone called him the spirit of freedom all night. And so that's what I call my Jeep when I go get in the spirit of freedom. (laughs) That's so good. You know what? Thank you for sharing Matthew with us. And thank you to your family because that's really what Memorial Day is all about, to remember those that have given the ultimate sacrifice, and he was one of them. We really appreciate it. And I know all the Gold Star families will also enjoy listening and thinking about their special memories with their loved ones, too. Well, we love you so much. We're grateful for you. What a special show we had today. Thank you guys for listening with us. We appreciate you being here. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend, post or tweet about it using the hashtag Country Heat Weekly, and be sure to tag us as well. I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm at Hey, it's Amber A. Next week, we kick off Pride Month with... T.J. Osborne from Brothers Osborne. And in the weeks to come, we have center stage guests lined up, including Jordan Davis, Luke Combs, Luke Bryan, 
Kelsey Ballerini, and Russell Dickerson. So don't miss an episode. And don't forget that you can see Kelsey, Russell, and Luke Bryan in conversation with yet-to-be-named interviewers at the CMA Close-Up Stage during CMA Fest. They are (laughs) artists of the day for CMA Fest. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think I'm going to go check it out, and you should too. Graduation season is upon us. My timeline is full of cap and gown pictures. So this week's burning question is for all of you grads. We asked the stars, what advice do you have for the class of 2022? Here are some wise words, or at least some words from our friends at Sony Music Nashville, Ryan Hurd, Jamison Rogers, Luke Combs, and Nico Moon. I guess my advice to all of you would be to try everything. You don't have to know what you're going to do the rest of your life right now. Uh, If you do, then go after it. But uh, I was a sociology major in college, and now I'm a songwriter, so anything is possible. If you're going to college, uh, man, have fun, but take it serious. Uh, It goes by fast. Um, Soak it up and don't drink too much beer. If you're moving to Nashville, Tennessee, or any other city to chase a dream like I did, just uh, be patient and work hard. If you're going to work, work hard and uh, save as much money as you can for when you get older. Just enjoy it, enjoy this moment, um, and do what you want to do. Whether that's using the degree you just got in your hand or not, you going and doing what you want to do and and being happy and feeling fulfilled is the most important thing. Do what makes you passionate. Don't worry about how much money it may or may not make you. Focus on what makes you excited, and you'll always want to do that thing, and you'll be really successful in life but the best piece of advice may come from Matt Ramsey of Old Dominion. One piece of advice would be go see an Old Dominion show before you see any other artist out there in the world. Or, you know, only Old Dominion shows. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not a bad piece of advice. You know, our advice, never miss an episode of Country Heat Weekly. (laughs) Congratulations, graduates. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne, with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. 
Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.